Hey everybody, it's Blake. And this is Drew. And you're listening to the Lock, Stock, and Two Smoke Controllers podcast. Episode 67 of the podcast. Uh, this time we've only got one game for you. It's a, I don't know if it's, don't know if it's size. Well, it's a pretty good sized game. It's a big enough game. And uh, well, spoilers, a good enough game that we figured it was worth uh, talking about by itself. So one game today and I'll be doing a band on the end. But before we get into that, I'm going to bust through where everywhere you can find us on the internet real quick and all that stuff we do. I'll try to make it quick. Blake, does, Blake usually does it faster than I do. You can follow us on uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Those are like the, obviously all the big places where everybody's at. You can follow us there to keep 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 up with the keep up with the goings on of the podcast. I post uh, the games we play, and I'm going to start posting like before episodes come out, before we record. Sometimes, if we decide the games early enough, we'll be posting about the games on there if y'all anybody wants to write in about the uh, games we're talking about maybe it'll happen eventually we have a discord you come on there and talk to us uh, directly you know on there there's different channels there based on the different aspects of the podcast we have a twitch channel for the podcast of course we're a video game podcast you gotta have a twitch channel we stream we don't do any solo streams. We tried it a couple of times. We just don't ever feel like streaming by ourselves. We're not good enough to do that by ourselves. But we have been streaming co. We do try to stream co-op games, and we have been streaming uh, more recently a couple of co-op adventures with our our cousin Brian. It's been, it's been a lot of fun playing just whatever games we feel like playing at the time. We're playing games like we do before they leave. Uh, Game Pass. Yeah. Uh, we have a Patreon, like everybody probably has any kind of internet presence has a Patreon. A Patreon is just so you can give back to the podcasters or internet content creators that you enjoy their work. If you want to give back to what they're doing, helps them uh, with the cost of certain things, equipment, and uh, like we do art and music and other stuff like that that uh, isn't isn't always free, of course. So that helps us in that way. We appreciate anybody who wants to get involved with that. Uh, I haven't got too deep into doing anything super special for Patreon. You get the episode when we we'll record. You get it the day it, the day we record. You get it on Patreon. So every on that Sunday you get it the unedited version, the maybe slightly messier version. I don't know if people like that or not. And uh, you get it a week earlier than uh, for a lot goes live with the completed version. Have a Spotify playlist that I throw together, which I'll be adding to today. That I'll probably forget to add the song because I always forget to add to add the songs. But I'll be adding to that today. That playlist includes every all the bands that I've shared on the podcast and the song that I played on the podcast. It's pretty cool. If you have, uh, if you're a musician of sorts yourself and you make music and want to hear your music played on a podcast, you can submit that to us 
at uh, at our email address, uh, the number two smoking controllers at gmail.com. And if you know if I like it, I'll play it right here under this and give you and give you a shout out. There's one of our things playing right now. I don't know which one. I alternate on the, on every episode for the stuff that I play. So I don't know who's playing right now, but you, it could be you playing under this and getting a little shout out through our podcast. Uh, we have a store of various merchandise, the basic shirts and hats and water bottles and a couple of other other miscellaneous things. I think there's a pillow in there. We always mention, of course, the glorious pair of underwear that nobody's bought yet. Maybe some freak will buy it eventually. That's what that's what that's what it's there for. Sure. A little cross promotion, of course. We have another podcast, uh, mostly hosted by Blake and our good buddy Steve. Uh, I produce and edit that one and speak occasionally when I can't keep my mouth shut. That's Action, the movie podcast. Uh, it's obviously a movie podcast that the Blake and Steve take turns picking movies for the other one to watch, and they uh, do not speak about. They speak talk about the movie for the first time on the podcast they don't talk or discuss the, anything about the movie before they talk about it, it makes the uh, most of the conversation off the seat of their pants and because uh, it gives them t- to give their honest opinions about things they don't let the other person influence their thoughts on the movie and then we of course are going to keep promoting Blake's self-published story on the Amazon Kindle you can find it by searching They Come This Night it'll pop up right away Links to all these things we do can be found in the show notes of this podcast. If you don't feel like going and searching for our name, all these other places, you can just basically search for the name of our podcast, either the lock stock, the whole thing, or a lot of places you can just search two smoking controllers and we'll pop up there. But if you're too lazy to do that, I understand. That's why I've included all the links in the show notes. And that's all I got. And Blake's going to go into our one and only game and let's see who developed it. I, the the game we're talking about today is called It Takes Two. originally came out March 2021 so it's it's fairly new and admittedly it I've, it's probably been talked about quite a bit at this a point yeah. but it is so we wanted to try it out for ourselves and see what all the hype was about which we don't normally do but we're actually a pretty decent fan of the gentleman well it is a weird thing we follow the director but this company who made the game which is called Haze Light Studios wasn't it was his studio but the first game he made was with a different studio he then left that company to make his own company and so he has been the director of three separate games Uh, one's called Brothers The Tale of Two Sons Mm -hmm. and that was with a completely different company and then he left that company and made his own which is Haze Light Studios and they have themselves have made two which is A Way Out and this one. We've played all of these. Mm-hmm. 1K'd all these games. They're all, all pretty decent games. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about A Way Out after this. Yeah. 
So Hazelight Studios is a Swedish company, and they've been around since uh, 2014. So been around what eight years or so. Mm-hmm. They've they are at 65 employees currently, and like I said earlier, they've made just the two games, A Way Out and This. And the director, the gentleman that we followed, is his name is Josef Fairs. And he's the one who did Brothers. And it's kind of funny because he actually, they made Brothers. And then he says that he took his core team of, of, of five individuals and said, hey, let's go make something cool. And they said, okay. So they, they believed in his idea enough to leave whatever company they're with to help him start a new one. So that means yeah. he's at least like charismatic and fun and with... And he just keeps building upon his experience and making a better and better game. So yeah. he's at least, you know, he's he's worth following. Yeah, for sure. This game is probably a way out. was was pretty popular, but nothing not nowhere near as popular as it takes two has been. So he's probably really on the radar now. Well, he even in s- the industry. He even says that like as soon as he finished a way out, he was he was somewhat dissatisfied with how the game came out. Like he's like we did the best we could. We're kind of on the same page with that one. Yeah, he he said he, he, he they did the best they could, but they would he was dissatisfied because he felt that they could do it better with more time and more money. They could, and so he decided to start start working on a new game. And he's actually as well as being the director, he is also the co-writer. And we'll get to the characters here in a little bit. But there's a character, uh, Doctor Hakim. He did the mocap for Dr. Hakeem. The mocap for him? Mm-hmm. That's funny. And then he made a much better co-op experience. Yeah. I'll think. I, I think. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Hands down. Yeah. Because yeah. we're going to talk about It Takes Two More. Uh, we both played, what's it called, separately, Brothers of Tale of Two Sons, which mm-hmm. is a strange game where you control both brothers one on each analog stick very confusing to deal with at first but you kind of get used to it throughout the throughout the course of the game i actually enjoyed the game quite a bit i played we played the 360 version and we have the xbox one version buried in our game fly somewhere so i'll probably i'm gonna play through it again and get another 1k on that game because that's just to experience it again whenever it shows up on game fly i won't uh it might if we play it on game fly we might uh Read that that'll be a refresh on our memory. We might do it on the podcast. It's an older game, of course. Now, thematically, uh, Brothers of Tell of Two Sons, not so much a way out because a, a way out starts as a fairly realistic and a very fairly serious game. Mm-hmm. But with uh, definitely this one, and I'll say inspiration from Brothers Tell of Two Sons, is it looks like it's a for children, which it, it's definitely for children, but. It's got some surprisingly dark, mm-hmm. like things that go on. Well, lots of dark stuff happens in brother in brothers. Yeah, I think I think the it, it takes two is a little more lighthearted, but deals with heavier, like brothers like has clear dark bloody things on screen. Yeah, in that game, this has more, um, like thematically, like if a kid's just playing the bright colors, it looks fun. They're not really listening to what the people are saying. Like you have to listen to what the people are saying to get the dark aspects of it takes two. Except for the one scene with the with the uh, elephant, which we're going to talk about later. Well, not even that. Some of the some of the bosses get incredibly violent. Yeah, 
Oh, it's cartoon <laughs> yeah, oh, violence. Yeah. It's cartoon violence. Even the elephant one, which we'll talk about, is cartoon violence. So I think this has a much more lighthearted nature. Uh, kids could play like both honestly. brothers and like really get kind of upset by like there's a river of blood and in, in, in brothers and you have to chop off a thing's leg to make a bridge yeah, as so a giant's leg to make a bridge it's yeah, a little messed so up yeah it's kind of a different different type of stuff i'm not sure brothers was at the audience the audience wasn't for kids I, for, I think it's a teen and up yeah. kind of game and way out's probably m-rated because of all the adult stuff you do in that game too um so a way out is like we said earlier, it's a co-op experience. Yeah, this game as well as a way out do are not capable of single player at all. Yeah, period. Mm-hmm. But they both come with a feature, uh, like unique, a like, unique to this game. Like they created this feature. It's like a a share thing. Like if you have the game, and you have a friend who doesn't, you can share the game it basically has to share the game with them and so that you can not two people don't have to buy the game to play it together so i think that's pretty cool because I, I guess that's also like semi-free marketing like this game was really awesome well, yeah. you make it where you have to play co-op you gotta they gotta find some way around it oh yeah you know and uh the game itself uh, it takes two is a 3d action adventure platformer yeah sure there weren't puzzles lots, lots and lots of puzzles but they somehow managed to make puzzles fun in this game and me and Blake don't inherently like puzzles but they have puzzles in a way that um it's impossible you can't like the other characters stand off to the side and you're like oh i'll just i'll do the puzzle it's fine you got it. like every every they somehow managed in the entire game to make every puzzle require both both characters to proceed like you can't do anything on your own hence the name of the game so and it also does a thing. There's, oh God, I don't know, eight, ten chapters. There's quite a few chapters. I don't, know, I don't know how many chapters. Me either. Um, it's a lengthy experience, way lengthier. This is way longer than the other two games. It's a lot, a lot longer than I thought it yeah. was going to be. Yeah. And one of the ways they keep it fresh is normally you're like, oh, let's keep adding on mechanic and adding on mechanic, and you, you kind of eventually start doing the same stuff over and over again. Yep. This game does that, but each level each chapter whichever you want to call it it takes away your old mechanic yep. and gives you a brand new one so you're not repeating yeah you don't ever, you don't repeat anything for any 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 long length of time it just takes it away and moves on to a to a brand new thing which i think was an awesome way to more the game should do this instead of burying you in mechanics just drop it move on to another one like make it keep keep things fresh and interesting stop repeating yourself like you don't repeat yourself there's not even, I don't know there's even really any mechanic where you're like, oh, I kind of, we kind of did this earlier. There's nothing I remember like that. There were, the only thing I could think of is there was one that was fairly similar, but different enough that where it wasn't. Which one? Which one? Uh, at one point in time, your characters uh, who are named Cody and May. Mm-hmm. Husband and wife. And so at one point, Cody can fire these telekinetic nails and may has a hammer that she can use to knock things around mm-hmm. so the mechanic of firing the nail as cody is fairly similar to another mechanic later where he cody fires like an explosive gel and may fires matches that's just like a it's a similar because you're firing something yeah 
but that's the, the only but, thing. But the mechanics of the nails and the mechanics of the are jail vastly are different. completely different. Like they, so, they, you can't even do the same puzzles with them. But that was I mean, I was all saying that's the closest. They they went above and beyond of making sure. Yeah. That it was different. That was the closest comparison. So I was uh, speaking of that. I'll put it in my my note. The nail gun and the puzzles for the nail guns in my in my notes. Of course, I should have wrote. You can write notes for every freaking thing. My notes are gonna be worthless because the game's honestly so interesting. But like, it's almost like any any given one of these any any given one of these mechanics, like the nail gun and the hammer. Any other developer would have made an entire game about that. Oh, and for it, sure. It would have been somewhat possible. Like they're so clever with how they do things you kind of do the same thing with the nail for a little bit and then all of a sudden you're doing like a different kind of puzzle and you're like oh god i would even thought to do like you sit there and stare at something and, you're, and you got to think about what your nail what the what the throwing the nails can do and what it means to like cause she has the hammers you're hammering the nails in or you're jumping and grabbing the hammers or they always try to they always end up being a thing and there's a puzzle in each of the things where that you're like they even find a new way to use the item that you've been using for 15 20 minutes and then there's a new way to do something it's always really 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 clever yeah they, they do keep reinventing and reinventing and doing and, you, and you're like oh man those sound really long not really i mean each level was i mean i say each level was like an hour and a half two i, I don't know it depends on how much how much you're playing around too that is true because we we some of the things were fun and some things we messed up we were out of sync on but then other times we like we've been playing for so long and when we would do the jump through we're like whoa we totally just did that that was crazy yeah because it does a really, really cool thing we said earlier it's impossible to play this game single player but what the game does to allow a more efficient form of communication is no matter what you're even if you're playing because we played on two in two separate rooms on two completely separate screens but it forced your screen into in, into split split you play, screen you play on split screens you can always see what your other person's doing so I could see exactly what that what you know he was doing I'd be like hey man a shoot a nail right there at that green box and he's like what green box I'm like the one that you know right there and I had to like, like look to the left a little bit yeah and I could like direct you can, you can him direct him and communicate communicate better and it definitely allowed for a much more efficient way of communicating because you're like I'd be like shoot the thing like, what thing left 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 that one right there with the, you know and it just and then eventually, it may also have made something to do with the fact that we're brothers and we play, you know, together all the time. But there'd be things where I was just like, "All right, I'm going left." He's like, "I'm going right," and then he just fired the arrows, and we just literally go through a whole puzzle without communicating because we knew because once the mechanics sinks in, you can really just flow. There's a lot, there's a lot of flow. Flo- yes, a lot of flow. There's a bunch with the nails of shooting the nails places and having having May jump and ride them, and then have to because I can you get to upgrade up to for that one you upgrade up to three different nails. And then I had to figure out part of our struggles with a bit with that is you is he can recall the nails, kind of like Kratos and God of War a little bit. Recall mm-hmm. the nails back to him. And I kept hitting the recall button uh, without without any kind of direction. And I, I thought the I thought the mechanic I was stuck like recalling the last thrown nail and then I figured out if anybody's playing, you could actually look at the net the exact nail you want to recall and you can recall specific nails back to you. It's it make it makes the Something I thought was going to be much more complicated actually made the puzzles more manageable because I could, you know, because I had to like shoot multiple nails and have Blake climb this whole series of things by jumping from nail to, to nail to nail by recalling the ones below and shooting above, above him. It looked really cool and it plays really smooth. Like they managed to get the the controls and everything. Like you're, you're never like, oh, which button is it? You're never like tripping over 
Because usually you I don't think one you're ever two really, buttons. Yeah, you're, you're not, not tripping. Over, but yeah, but with so many mechanic changes, you're never. I don't think you're ever tripping over buttons. Like this, make it so clean. Because they just have you reused the same button, but they got rid of the old mechanic. So you're already used. Like oh, I hit right trigger or left trigger, left trigger to aim, right trigger yeah. to fire, or maybe the bumpers. Mm-hmm. But it was all it was always bumpers or triggers. There wasn't anything. Yeah. Anything else? I don't think. Yeah. <sighs> now Drew did go out of his way sometimes, and I did too to pay vengeance back. Is I'd be swinging across the the nails, for example, and I'm like, okay, I'm almost at the end, and he would just re- literally recall the nail that I was jumping to. Yeah, and I was just there's lots of they had to design certain things like that only because uh, there's no penalty for dying. You just kind of there's poof, none. You kind of just go poof and you pop back up on like the last standing surface. The you last were on? place you were standing on, basically. So they made it like well, like clearly they want you to mess with your other person a lot of time. There's all kind all kinds of ways to kill your. Uh, partner and even some things like interacting with because there's a lot of interactive things sometimes they involve the puzzle sometimes they give you a little extra uh interactivity and story between may and cody and stuff like that and like hey go jump on that button i think we're supposed to jump on that button to do this thing and you'll have your person go jump on the button and the button literally just explodes them or they jump into a tube get electrocuted or something you're like all right i'm in this tube hit that button Okay, you hit the button, and it's like the whole point is to trick you because you drop down to this tube, you hit the button, it ends up being a blender. (laughs) The blender rattles and it knocks the books off. So the whole point was it. You say blender, we haven't really talked about uh, how the game looks and the kind of the the idea of it. You are, I mean, God, how you, we're bad about getting the game goes for a little bit of, there's there's a fantasy element to it, but but the world you're in is kind of, it's based on realism because you're playing as these two dolls that your two characters daughter have made mm-hmm. to end up getting pulled like put your bodies into these two little like clay doll and a cloth was it was it like a it's so- clay and like wood like a like a oh, she's wood, like, a right. sol- like a wooden soldier her hair looks like a wool yarn or something yeah, yeah, yarn so you put a little wooden doll and a little, a little clay doll and that, that that you know the art on them's really good people talked about i don't know the podcast talked about how like the dolls look really really good but when you pull out to the uh, the to, to the uh, the human being parts of the game, you don't play as human beings ever. But you have cutscenes with the mom and the dad and the the daughters wandering around the house that the human beings look jarringly bad. But the art on the uh, the world and the dolls and the other characters you meet and the fantasy side look really good. Because I was like, I thinking, well, they probably put a lot more effort into oh, definitely into those character models. And humans are hard to do anyway. I don't think the humans in in the way out looked that bad. No. But uh, so the world, the world you're playing in is your tiny little doll. So it's kind of like it's kind of like a honey. I shrunk the kids everywhere you go. Like you do, like jump into an actual blender. You're flying through vacuum tubes, and there's all kinds of. Or you're using a pair of boxes off the clothesline as a parachute to parasail down from a, a large tree. Yeah. So everything is you're 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 in a you're a tiny thing in a in a you know in a in a giant world. A lot of the, a lot of the cool stuff. I people say the some of the best levels are when you're are like that. There's low there's whole levels where you're like in the yard or deep under you're underground and you're not really seeing yeah. the the real world that much like the, the the like the human world so those levels are still cool but like they I've heard people say that the, they think I like the whole I like the whole game there's just the whole space levels where it's not like this at all yeah but the levels where you're a small thing in a big world people people love that stuff <laughs> oh yeah you having to use a pencil to pole vault or or like an eraser to knock something down to make a, <clears throat> a pencil a bridge or something like that. Yeah. So uh, graphically, the game is pretty pretty damn gorgeous. It's yeah. really pretty. Yeah. 
definitely their, probably their, their best looking game from that from this particular company. I don't remember anything jumping out to me jumping out to me at a way out of visually just visual way out was just like a real game like we, it was just was realism. Real. They went like, they went extreme realism or hyper realism whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Now this, like I said, it was gorgeous. Like all the elements and the vibrant colors and the interacting with everything, all the character models and everything was unique because a lot of the enemies you fight and everything were all and yeah, there ain't much there's not really all that much combat really not really there's, there's certain points or maybe there's certain parts of the game where there's too much combat maybe but in general it's mostly puzzle solving and platforming but each chapter does have a an epic pretty epic set piece of a boss mm -hmm. that you have to you have to use everything you've learned with your two tools to, to do it and you have to do it together yeah you can't just like, oh, you take care of everything and I'll just try to dodge. No. Yeah. I got to be dodging. You even hurt the bosses. It usually takes both of you to even hurt the bosses. It's like, I got to be dodging while Drew is uh, smothering the the dude with that explosive gel. And then I got to run around behind it and shoot shoot my little match at it to make it go and pop its armor off and then keep going. Or he'll have to... God, there's so many different tools. One of them... Yeah, there's no way we'll be able to talk about all the tools in any particular order. No. I didn't write down the order because there's just too many of them. Because there's one that we have to be pretty in sync with. Because, how do you explain it? Okay, there's a th like a time rewind mechanic and mm -hmm. a, a me make copies of myself mechanic. Mm -hmm. When I say me, as Drew spent the entire game, at the very start of the game, you pick if you're going to be Cody or May. And yeah. then... You don't get another chance to swap. That's well, who you... You do if you, every time you turn the game on. I guess that's true. But we but did. We just had to stick with our characters, yeah. Yeah. So I played through a whole time with Cody. And Cody, you know, you get a set... When you play through Cody, you get a set path. You play as, you know... May. May, you get a set path of what you're going to do. Anyway. And so my ability is I, like, can literally lay down, like, a copy of myself. And then I can warp to my copy. Mm -hmm. The whole point is there's this button. We have to get the boss... Hold on. Okay, I have to stand on the button to raise this thing so that the boss will charge at me. And when he charges at me, he hits the statue and the statue falls on him and hurts him. Mm -hmm. And Drew has to be able to rewind the statue that's broken to where that it's going to fall on him at the perfect time. And I have to stand there as it charges at me and then warp away. A warp away so that it hits the thing and the statue falls on it and knocks him stupid. And it is... Oh, that's the bull. That's that bull. Yeah, that's yeah. Like way later. But that gets increasingly difficult. Yeah. It's cool, though. It's the cool thing about the things. It's, like, it's almost like a Zelda boss. It's like figuring out what you're supposed to do. Once you figure it out, you're like, oh, this is, this is neat. You know? Oh, yeah. Because so, the bull was annoying at first. You figure out exactly. And then when we figured out what to do, it just we just turned the whole fight around. And that yeah. was that. I mean, that's, the, that's the key. Is once you figure it out, you're like, how do we hurt this guy? I'm thinking maybe the... Was it the... The first is the first boss. The vacuum cleaner didn't really require our tools, did he? Was it was was he just a matter of dodging his patterns? Well, it was dodging his patterns, and then one of us had to like shoot the explosives at him. Because we was controlling the vacuum arm and then shooting the explosives back well, at his face. He also didn't have like, that whole thing. Mm -hmm. There was no tool. Because that's the first level. There was the no first tool. level was just understanding okay. the mechanics of the game and learning how to that's use right. the game. Yeah, it so wasn't until the toolbox where we got the hammer and the nail. That's right. To reunite them together. And then it started after that. It started doing the thing. But the first level was... Those vacuum tubes shooting off in places. It was really fun. That was fun. And, and that was probably... 
between that one and the toolbox, probably some of the most violent endings to a boss. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh man, <laughs> that's intense. Like, would, how did you fight the toolbox? The toolbox was the one with the matches and the, the flame gel. And you had to... Because yeah, what was it? Okay, you had to get launched by its like little fly swatter hand up. Oh, I had to, yeah. and and then you had to fill it with gel, and then I had to tr- get lo- had to make him trick himself into knocking me up, and then I threw a match down there and popped his top literally. <laughs> I had to do that a couple of times, and you had to do it right as he was closing it, and the, that way the explosion would be contained and hurt him. Yeah, and it was pretty cool, pretty gnarly. Yeah. What what other what are some of the other ones? There's a bunch. I like the uh, a lot of fun. Um, well, so we we go through. Uh, there's the the shrinking I, where I had shrinking and growing, and you had the magnetic boot. The magnetic magnetic boots uh, was maybe it was not little, as interesting as it could have been. I mean, no, it was because it, it reversed my gravity. Because remember, yeah, if I was running, we've seen gravity boots in a lot of in a lot of video games, though. But the thing was, like, if I was running and I went to jump and there was nothing below me, I just fell up. <laughs> I, it instead of falling down and so there's things you had to do where I had to jump and you had to hold on part of the puzzle with these tether things because you get a little like whip tether and, then, and that stay, that's like the only thing that actually tool that stays through the game was your little hook shot oh yeah but that's not really a, that's just like that's just that's part, of, part of the mechanic but I would have to we both had to latch on to this thing but as I was latching onto it I was literally just being pulled upward and it was up to you to drag me to the other side yeah, but you're upside down, falling upward. Falling upward where yeah. it was safe Lots for me. Lots of gravity stuff in those space levels. So that was cool, but... <laughs> there, there's, an, <laughs> there's an achievement where um, you have to do a seesaw puzzle. Mm-hmm. And so I have to be standard size with my magnet boots. And all I have to do is hop up and jump on this thing and you know run around. And Drew has to be big and small, and he's trying to jump onto the, the seesaw to make me go. But he... He, all he has to do is be normal size, but there, yeah. the achievement is when he jumps off and grows giant and hits it, and it spaces poorly. Does the team rocket blast off? Uh, they let you space me when I was tiny. Oh, that was that it? Yeah, they you spaced me when I was trying because I was trying to. Oh, because you jump from really because I it's from the very tippy top after I've already got the See, magnetic. I got, boots. Yeah, I use the That's growing right. and shrinking whatever mechanic to get you higher onto these platforms, a platform I guess, and I'm trying to we're trying to you know figure figure out the puzzle basically. And I'm, I'm like, I was like, well, try big. It don't work. And I'll try little, whatever. And then and you jump down when I'm little and you, you, know, you, you hit real hard and it spaces my character and kills him. And we didn't know. We laughed so hard because it turns out, turns out it was an achievement. We didn't know it was an achievement. But it was shooting me off into space because I was sometimes we actually like to stop and like generally laugh out a, loud. Take a, or, break take a break and take a breather. Take a so funny. One of our one of our favorite moments. That was a, that was probably one of the funniest. It was so, it was so unexpected. You're trying to just figure out the puzzle, and they put that little that little. It's in the, it's in it's inherently in the puzzle, but like you just do it and you rocket it off. It was so funny. You had to see it for it to be funny, I guess. I know it, it was hilarious. It's funny in the moment, yeah, because because you're not thinking about anything being funny. You're trying to figure out, trying to work out this puzzle in your head, and then all of a sudden something funny happens. Oh, we've talked about Cody and May quite a bit a little here. Is it cool if I go into um, their voice actors real quick? Oh yeah, sure. Just real quick. Then we I'll... know. I, th- I think we know. We've had them in other games that we've played. I feel like I didn't really recognize any of them. Really, I thought one of them was was from something we played. But go ahead. All right, I'm gonna start with May first. 
she is from her, her name is uh, Annabelle Dowler or Dowler. How you pronounce that? Um, so she's done voice work and she was actually she actually acted in Sense Eight for a couple episodes. Mm. Uh, she had uh, some acting on screen things in Doctor Who. And her, she's smaller. Her credits were kind of limited, uh, but her two biggest voice things I could find was she does a voice work uh, for some captain in Sea of Thieves, and she also does one of the characters from Divinity Two. She she does one of the uh, major characters. Which yeah, we haven't played we, that. We one. haven't played Divinity Two. We played Divinity One, but and that, I mean, unfortunately, that's kind of she's she's fairly new to the game. So I wonder. I watched Sensei. I wonder who she was in Sensei. I didn't catch the name because I didn't hmm. I didn't watch the show. But so she had acting in that. Now the gentleman who voiced Cody is um, Joseph Balderrama, and he has done he again just like her. He is actor and voice actor, but his was a little larger. Now, uh, randomly, he was actually in. The Batman. He was also in Alien vs. Predator. <laughs> Random. Well, who was he in the Batman? Uh, he was a lead detective. He was right behind. He, he wasn't Jim Gordon. And he wasn't the, uh, uh, what's his name? Harvey Bullock. But he was like Harvey Bullock's partner. Your face, I guess. Yeah. Anyway. He, I mean, he had, he had some speaking roles. He was on screen for a good chunk of the time. Hmm. And then... Some voice acting roles he's done is he is in Payday Two, as a character, as one of the one of the one of the voices you get to pick. He's in Lego Batman Two as Mothman. Uh, he's in Dragon Quest Eleven as a character named San San Greece San Gress. Yeah, played Eleven yet? I'm actually working my way slowly but surely through the Dragon Quest franchise. I just beat Dragon Quest Four a few months ago. It's not related to this, but I'm working my way through Dragon Quest. And he was also, uh, he he did voice and mocap for one of the uh, fellas from Way Out. For one of the brothers? Mm-hmm. So he, he was one of the brothers? Mm-hmm, yeah. Huh. I, would, I, would have I think he was the straight lady. Well, no, both of you were in jail. So I think he was the, because uh, one of you guys is like blonde, and the other one's uh, like brown head. I think he was the dark-haired one. Hmm. I, forget, I forget the names, but yeah, he was one of the, the convicts there. Whatever. Yeah. I think about Way Out, and we played it, but uh, I always kind of felt bad because I wasn't, I didn't like a Way Out that much. And you popped the final achievement in a Way Out before the end of the game. So when we popped the final achievement in a Way Out, we just stopped playing. We never, we never saw the end of a Way Out. Because you, yeah, we, we were in the last chapter, and you get it, you get the final achievement like at the start, and we was like, do you want to finish this? Yeah, we weren't we weren't super into a way out. Yeah, it's sad, sad but true. But we played this game all the way through. And so he had his two other bigger credits uh, for voice acting is uh, I think it's I, I think it's out now on the Switch. But he's one of the characters in Triangle Strategy. Oh yeah. And it says he has a he has a named role, but I I don't know the character name. But he does voice work in uh, Forbidden West. See here, um, and that's kind of because, and he's also a, a small timer as well. Uh, but the fact that they are, you know, on their way up, and I hope this gets yeah. them much more, much more acting roles. Yeah, I wonder, um, because this movie was, uh, what's it? What do you call it? Uh, 
movie. You mean this video game? I'm sorry. Well, that's the point. This video game. I don't know if it's a proposition is the right word. This the, this video game is supposed to be getting made be made into a movie. Yeah, I did. From Amazon. To... I wonder if they if they get to be like would they surely to be like it'll be live action movie within within the animated part with them as the dolls. So like don't they would surely let them reprise their roles well, as the dolls and as the dolls in the I, movie. It's possible, but I'm not sure because I have uh, people who have been accepted to the role and. Or accepted to, they're in talks. That's the word. Yeah. And I, I don't. I know there's something holding off. Like I hate getting into the technical, the the dirty side of the gaming industry. But the stupid takes two company. The company takes two, whatever it is, two mm-hmm. K or takes two, whatever it takes two is like getting all whiny about the game being called it takes two. So another oh fight, yeah fighting with that the dang uh... name. Said, Just let it, let it go. Nobody cares about your stupid company. Yeah, that that controversy. Hold on, uh, it's it's literally that stupid. There's a company called Takes Two Interactive. Yeah, and they cared about this game called It Takes Two. I was like, it, uh, the this game being called It Takes Two is much more important than your stupid name of your company. Like, just come on now. But anyway, that's literally all that, it is. That might be holding up the production of the movie. Well, whether the, or not they got to rename everything just to get the get the movie well, started. Well, no, it wasn't even that. What it is is they were trying to trademark It Takes Two. That's all it was. They're trying to trademark the, the term "it takes two so that they can move forward in certain avenues. And then they were halted and you know cease and desist, or we're taking to court and sue you. And so they just said, "Eh, fine, we won't trademark it." And all that literally did for them was it kept them from having access to certain uh, advertising and merchandise markets. Yeah, that's literally all it was. But now I think if the movie goes forward, I think they'll have enough pull to just be like, mm, we're trademarking it. I think I think, I think it's what I think that's literally what they're waiting to do for the movie to go through. And yeah, they'll be I like, forget what stuff take takes two publisher had done, but I could look him up. I'm sure like I've recognized the name enough, mm-hmm. but I didn't. I, I was I didn't want to go down that rabbit hole while I was doing research for this. Yeah. All right. Well, don't what's that? We can get back to the well. Uh, so we haven't mentioned him, but you probably, well, before we get off the subject of voice actors, do you want to get into the, there's a whole cast here, of, obviously, of different things, but the other person that, everybody else you kind of talk to it on in passing, but I guess the, I don't know if you're interested in doing their daughter or not, or then also doing the, uh, the Book of Love, which he is a very, I'd say he's a divisive character, but uh, pe- people tend to actually hate him more than like him, because he's a kind of a racial stereotype. A little bit. But I I don't I don't know about that stuff too much, um, so I'll get real quick. I'll to the to the daughter. I didn't do a whole lot on her, but she yeah. probably has. Is like, it actually a kid playing a kid, or is it an adult playing a kid? It's an it's an adult playing a kid. Okay. It always is. <laughs> but she uh, she might have more roles than everybody. She had like fifty two roles, but she's been all over the place, uh, starting. Back in like 2000, well, 2001 is not that long ago, but that's when she started. See, 20 years ago. Yeah. It's not that, you have a weird thing on the like things that aren't that long ago. We've been talking about this recently off the podcast. You have a like the other day or what was you saying? Not, you said something the other day. It was like over a month ago and I was like, that's not recently. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I 20 years, not that long ago. You're start, starting to sound old now, I guess. Um, So she's actually done voice work in... Uh, she has one of like one of the NPCs from literally uh, everything for the Souls 
Demon oh, yeah. Souls, Dark Souls 1, 2, 3, Bloodborne, Sekiro. She's done voice work in all of those. That's cool. That guy got, got a little recurring mm-hmm. work through from software. Uh, she did voice work and as a, re- a game we've talked about already, Blackwood Crossing. She was the voice of the little brother. Blackwood Crossing. Oh, the, when, when, when they kind of had powers, but not really. Mm-hmm. She was the voice. She was the brother? Mm-hmm. They couldn't get a boy to voice the boy in there? That's weird. I don't know. That's, a lot of things like that happens. What's easy for an adult woman to play a young boy? I mean, Simpsons, for instance. Look at Simpsons. Look at uh, Izzy's voice actor from Digimon. It's the same woman. It's, that happens a lot. Yeah. Shoot, Ash Ketchum is voiced by a woman. Yeah. And it still is. Same thing, like you said, with Bart. It just That's just how the cookie crumbles, I guess. I don't know. And all the way up, she's due, she has several voice works, too, in um, Elden Ring. Well, of course. So she's, from- she's still she's kind of still knocking out of the park with there, and she revised the role and did additional work in the Demon Souls room, uh, Blue Point remake. Oh, so they added additional dialogue to that game? I guess so, probably. Hmm. And she also does voice work in Greedfall, I Am Dead, Battlefield Five, League of Oh, that's Angels, not Legends. Uh, World of Warcraft. Like she's she's strongly into the video game. There's like one or two live action things, but it's. She is deep dived into the video. But she's game. not ever like a. She never got any lead roles. Even the daughter's not really a lead role in this. She's kind of like a. Yeah, she's kind of off to the side. She, and there's a Peppa Pig video game, and she does a voice work for that. But she's not the voice of Peppa Pig. <laughs> uh, now let me get the. Um, is that that jokes I saw and everybody talking about when I think Peppa Pig the game got like Series X enhanced? People are like, oh the. Was it Peppa Pig or something else? What about they were saying? It's so excited to can really see what the Series X can do now with their with our Peppa Pig upgrade. I don't know. It was, it was, it was some children's game that got a series like didn't have one, and all of a sudden got a had a little symbol pop up on it. Well, I forgot to mention too is that I have the note here off to the side, but uh, Cody also voiced Doctor Hakim. Uh, Joseph Balderrama. Oh, he did, he did, he did Cody both. and Doctor Hakim. Oh, okay. Well, that that kind of makes that easy, huh? Yeah. I literally have it right here, and I was like, I, I just didn't read. Hmm. Like, and I can read it perfectly. It's not crappy handwriting; it's decent handwriting. But yeah, hmm. and then the game, I guess, we, the game is fully voice acted, and I loved all the voices. They were all, they were all good. Yeah, we talked briefly a little bit about the. Is there anything more you want to say about the growing and shrinking and the magnet boots? You get a lot of cool perspectives, I guess, with the magnet boots that I had to grow and shrink and do. Uh, various things. It was like just uh, that was the main puzzle, I guess. But I did like uh, that part where we're running to the side and we have to both grapple a this little these little balls are floating in space and you have to shoot your grapple hooks out. And when we both shoot our grapple hooks out, t- it causes us to spin. Yeah, it looked it looked really cool. I, I like I like that one. That was a really a really cool visual effect. I'm trying to uh, go. It didn't through. do too much with the. Uh, there was a lot of. I feel like there was more shrinking parts of those puzzles than there were growing. Growing, which just made you. It was like a. Because it was messing with. Mostly messing with gravity. Like if yeah. I was small, I could go into places, but I used my heavy, heavy body to help get you to higher places or anything like that. But, but you got a lot of cool. It was kind of neat watching. Mostly though, it was watching you get those cool perspectives. Like you'd be running on a wall beside me and a different kind of thing. Kind of really stuff you've seen before with gravity boots. But when you're seeing it, when you're seeing it, I'm trying to explain it's different than actually seeing the uh, the level layout. One of the one of the mechanics uh, didn't give us an extra tool, 
and we probably struggled on this one the the most I think, but it was the boat where we were both uh, we we I was on one wheel and you were on the other, and if you ran forward and I ran forward, we both moved forward, but then yeah. you had to run backwards. It's easier when that's something easier to control when you're one person controlling it. Yeah, yeah, that was harder for us to. And so I literally about that part. Yeah, we were like, you go. You go, you go, but you had to fight that giant octopus. Yeah, and just trying to maneuver was probably the hardest thing, trying to communicate the movement of that, because it was just, one of us is, because you could go forward and backwards, if you're trying to do a quick turn, like he had to go forward while I go backward to make that turn, trying to communicate that on the fly, while stuff's like, stuff is like shooting at you, was probably the one of the harder things to do in that game, if I if I remember correctly, I think it was the probably one of the, the things. movement the, the movement part of that was hard. The part was cool; it was really cool, and everything looked really neat. But I think just getting around, I almost kind of forgot about that boat thing. Me too. I, I, I mean, I'm scrolling through the bosses and trying to figure out some of the mechanics and just making sure that I don't forget some of the cooler ones. Or if I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Let's just not talk about that one. But we've kind of hit. Like, I'm sure we're probably missing a couple. I did have in my notes when we were when I was uh, got these weird plant powers, and you got like a you have like a scythe. This is part of the the scythe stuff. Was when, kind of when we had too much combat. Yeah, but I literally uh, had to def- I had to fight while you were doing your thing. Doing, doing other other things. Uh, I wrote that there was a whole section where I we had to sneak past. Was it was it what were the animals? Was it moles or beavers? What was those animals we had to sneak past? Oh, was it moles? Yeah, because we were underground. It was definitely moles that were sleeping. Because so, but it was a part where I had, like Cody gets these plant powers, and the cool thing about the plant powers is they plant powers did on different plants. But there was this section when we got to sneak past these moles so they won't kill us. And I, I was playing as moss, kind of. I was like a grass, like I was like a patch of grass, and but it was quiet. Like I, I was quiet, and then for May to quietly get to a place, she has to walk in the moss. I had to move the moss. And Blake had to like walk within my moss as we moved through this, like moving around and up and about and through all these moles. It looks really cool and like kind of the idea of having to move together like that through a thing was pretty cool. And I've never, I never played as grass in a video game before. It was, <laughs> it was silly, but it was really cool. Yeah, I don't even think it was silly. I think it was just, it was just interesting. Because well, it's one neat. of those things is like I had to. One of them was. I had to leap across a, a gap, and you couldn't, and so I had to like, I had to jump quietly and land quietly. So we needed to time it to where I needed to jump. You had to run like, was it up the wall, around and down, and then get and be where I landed. Yeah, so I could quiet. land quiet. That was pretty intense. It was really cool, especially yeah. considering that if we made any noise, it woke the most. Yeah, up we actually just, got through the whole place without getting killed. Actually, I think on, yeah, on one were, try, yeah. You have a little noise meter kind of like ticking up, making you nervous, but we actually got through it all in one. I think I don't think we woke anything up. I think we did pretty good on that one. It did scare you a couple of times where it's a uh, it's built in yeah, to where so like, like you can't you're like how do I get past this thing? And as you as you're walking, then no, the thing no. like kind of like rolls over, over. its sleep and it and it makes noise and it makes your meter go really high. So you have to be like don't move. <laughs> good thing I don't have to fart right now. <laughs> yeah. It'd be funny if it was a. Uh, it would take an extra layer of technology if it took your talking into a headset into account. I don't think so. It I didn't, but it would take probably an extra layer of... Uh, of like programming or whatever. Tech, you, uh, there's stuff like that in games before where you're like, hey, you have to... Yeah. And you like literally whisper and stuff. So yeah. I do remember, know that. But it was, uh, again, it was, in, it was in a, a, a section that didn't overstay its welcome. And you don't... I don't ever have to play... Don't, don't you ever, did that one time. Yeah, one time. Don't ever have to play it. Don't ever play as grass again. It was just like... I think, Always doing things you just don't don't think about. You don't think about how, how cool 
I mean, I, I just don't know how. It's like, uh, not in a bad way, but it's like they sat in like their little office and had a meeting, and everybody, everybody, it's like he's like everybody have your ideas. Everybody, everything's no, no, no bad ideas. Chuck them all at us and let's see what happens. And like, I bet they they probably did. And they're like, okay, which ones, which ones go together, get together better? Like everyone pitched one single mechanic. Like, okay, well, you have this explosive gel, and it could be lit on fire. Okay, that sounds kind of cool. What can you get? He's like, well, I will have well, a gel. Bi- the gel is honey, kind of. It's yeah. honey, explosive honey, so you have a whole section where you're doing with bees. Mm-hmm. There's a queen bee, and a whole queen bee thing, so, it, so it's like you kind of you pair all that together. Yeah. I guarantee that's what they did. Like, they, everyone had a, a single idea, and they pitched them together. Mm-hmm. And they're like, all right, so your idea... You do what? Okay, your idea goes with that. Let's put them together. You know, they, they, I'm sure they narrowed it down. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, we talk, about, talk about the magnets, of course. The magnets are really cool. We each get a half of a oh, magnet. Yeah. Where yeah. you can push and pull. Pushing and pulling. So lots of really very sciencey kind of uh, pushing and pulling mechanics of how magnets work. Lots of really cool puzzles and pushing each other and pulling each other and bridges with certain kind of magnets or... Uh, platforms to have your reverse of your like th- those things put you together like we're not split up in these you're together and you got to figure out like I have the pull magnet or the push magnet or the platforms the opposite yeah. you got to figure out which one of us has to go a certain way to do a certain thing based on the magnet that we have you're like oh you have a negative and this is a negative let me slam my negative side of the magnet and launch me backwards for mm-hmm. the repelling force yeah or uh, pulling our magnets together and like riding like he could uh it was fun. Was like Blake could be trying to uh, do something, try trying to accomplish something, and I would whip my whip myself onto his back when he and, and the weight of my character would be like weighing you down because I could magnet my magnet to your magnet. Oh yeah, and you'd be trying to you'd be trying to run, you'd be trying to jump somewhere, and I'd, I'd be like, Shdoom. you're like, get off me! I'm <laughs> trying to get this done, but we that cool mechanic though. It was it was an annoying part, but there was a massive like uh, snow, blizzard snowstorm. Oh yeah. And we had to do that where, like, we had to magnetize together and use our weight to keep from being blown, blown back. Away. Very cool, yeah. And then we had to use, since I, I, it, I moved faster, or no, there, because it would depend on what pole we were going to, is you would magnet to the, I would magnet myself to the pole, and then I needed you to magnet yourself to me. Mm-hmm. I had to be the glue that held the linchpin or whatever that let you sink and stay behind. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, very cool part, yeah. It was also really cool because that same thing is after you make it through the blizzard, there's a an avalanche, and to outrun the avalanche, we had to do the same thing. But as we're barreling down, a sliding down on our butts down a mountain, you had to pull pull this, then I had to grab onto you and pull myself forward, and we had to like slingshot each other to, to go faster and faster yeah. and faster and faster to not die in the avalanche. Yeah, and no, that was the pretty. Pushing and the pulling. That's uh, probably one pulling, of the pulling down bridges is obvious. Uh, it was a pushing mechanic where we had to. Push something to move faster. Can't remember, can't remember what it was. There's a lot of cool. I think, but there's like grabbing the grabbing. The, the, <laughs> there's the, something that uh, maybe it was an achievement. There's a uh, some swing sets, and you they have a magnet on the back of the swing set, and you push it, and as it comes around, you push it again, and you push it in the swing set. Sort of spin, 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 spin. There's an MP. You can do it yourself. There's an NPC, a small a, child, a small child on one of them, and you launch the launch the kid off into oblivion. So if you, uh, Cody or Mayor. Child killers, apparently. Mm-hmm. And they're okay with it because they're not real. They're spinning that, yeah. They did a lot of that where they, they, they have, and we kind of mentioned in passing, there's stuff throughout, you know, there's stuff throughout the levels, like things to play with. There's not always, you're not always so... It's literally things to play with. Yeah. Whether sometimes it's things that don't have anything to do with your item, whether it's like, say, like the swings that clearly are involving your magnet. 
There's a few other magnet things, but there's just things that clearly have to do with your items, and you just, they just give you so many things, different little, I guess, things that didn't, couldn't, they couldn't so it's much, so much, so much apply to a puzzle. But it's a cool thing you'll walk by and you'll spin, you'll spin the swing, have a little giggle, and you know, move on. It was, just, it was cool. There's lots of cool things, and the ice level. Don't forget the ice level. Was all the magnets is um, big sections of ice skating. Which, which, yeah. which was actually really cool, like really, really smooth and fast ice skating, which I thought was really fun. And then, is your ice skating inherently through a lot of the big parts? Well, uh, speaking of uh, like playing, like random things to interact with, the game itself, there's an achievement for finding all of them. The game itself does have tw- uh, 26 or something? 25, I think it was a solid 25. 25 mini games. Some of them were kind of weak sauce, and some of them were kind of fun. Mm-hmm. And, do you remember any of them? I do, but I had to go into all those little, little mini games. I don't know because they're hidden throughout. They're kind of they're kind of like the soul. Uh, they're kind of like quote unquote the collectible of the game. Yeah. They're hidden like you like you go around behind this area. Oh, you'll find a you'll find one of the mini games. You kind of we only had to play them all. I will say there's none of them that we played more than one time. We we would touch them and play them once, for, you know, to ping it for our little achievement, and then we would uh, uh, move on. I don't think any of them were as good as any of the other stuff you mess around with in the main game. Like, we literally didn't sit there and play uh, any of them. Like, again, in the snow part, while you're running around, you could pick up and... You could pick up snow anywhere and just throw snow at, at, at your partner or any other random people and just throw snow. And that's not... I think there was a snowball fight. There was a snowball fight minigame, I think. But but you could snowball fight anywhere in the, in the snow parts. Oh, I, um, yeah, you, but you had to be like, I think there was a mound. Yeah. And you had to There's trigger. an ice skating race. Is that a mini game or is that just in the, in the main there, part there, of the There's level? an ice race. I have, I have them all pulled up here, but I'll go to them here in just a second. Just kind of talk about them. Mm-hmm. But one really cool, fun thing was, um, it, it was just a time. It was a, it was a single part where we had to mechanic, um, the two dinosaurs, the two toy dinosaurs. Yeah, that was fun. And that was pretty cool. Drew was a, a brachiosaur, and I was, a, I think, an ankylosaur or a stegosaur. And I had to, like, slam on the ground to make a switch flip over so that he could bite it and move it up and then move it somewhere else. And it was, that was pretty cool. I had not, that was just a single yeah, area toys, mechanic. Yeah, we play, play, literally playing with toys to solve puzzles. But it's some, uh... You can, you can blaze, we're not, because like we, we dipped into them. You can talk about the different minigames real quickly. Let's see here. There is uh, slot cars, ch- chess. It's literally just chess. Laser tennis was pong. Laser tennis is one of the last ones we, we had to go back to go back and find that when we missed it somehow, and then we it was kind of kind of it was pong like really it's really fast pong really kind of flashy pong. pong. Then uh, let's see here. Larva basket, volleyball, track racer, snail race, shuffleboard. Oh, the shuffleboard was like the ice one. We had to like literally like try to get shuffleboard. Yeah, uh, batting team. Oh, we'd like hit the baseball. Like it was the it's like an old school toy, where it was a baseball player on like a a little spinner. You had to ding, you had to tie it. Probably the most fun one uh, we played a few times was probably the Tank Brothers, where we hopped in tanks and we had to kill one another, kind of like an old. Uh, I don't know, like an old Mario Party game. That was yeah. probably the most fun. And then there's a snow one these where you probably probably well, I don't say the worst fun. It's probably yeah. When you play these, it might make you think of Mario Party. But I don't think hardly any of them are any 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 as good as some Mario Party mini games. Of course, not all Mario Party mini games are winners either. No. Yeah, but no, no, some of them are, are okay. But like we didn't really. 
like looking at them, I was like, yeah, there's a reason we didn't play any of these. <laughs> these are where they got repetitive. Some of the games were literally the same thing. Because one was Tank Brothers, and then one was called Snow Warfare, and that's the snowballs. Yeah. And then there's... That's not the same as Tank Brothers, but it was still... When there, there, there was Icicle Throwing, which was like darts. And then there was the Plunger, plunger Dunker, where you had the targets, and you had to hit the targets to make them turn around. Yeah, you crushed me in that one. Yeah. But that's... Some of the... Yeah, the, the mini... I see why they did it to make you more, but... I, the mini games honestly were my least favorite part of the game, which is sad. Yeah, yeah I said we, we said we, I said we pinged them and then moved on. Because you have to play them all, one, played them all one time. Yeah, we just touched them, make sure they they counted for the achievement, mm-hmm. and then we ran off to do more fun things. Uh, uh, there's got to be more stuff. Uh, we did. Uh, luckily, there's uh, when it comes to we did get all the achievements. I guess it's as good good a place as any to say it. And thankfully, since we're playing a co-op game together. Uh, you ain't, ain't got to pull your time up because our time should match. We got all the achievements in, uh, we round up, say, 15 hours. Four, I, got, I got 14 hours and 43 minutes is all of, all of the achievements. That includes really um, playing straight through without a guide or anything like that. And then and then going back through level select and, like, pinpointing certain things we missed. Because like yeah. we only missed, like, two minigames in the, the entire game. End, yeah. Mine's 15 hours and 13 minutes. That's negligible though. That's I wonder if that's because like I'm logging into the game and then inviting you in or something. Possibly, like that, maybe. yeah. Set up a. Well, we couldn't stream this game, unfortunately. They had some EA, weird EA, EA blocking. blocking. I couldn't live stream it or anything like that. I thought that was really stupid. stupid. Um, we got all the achievements. It was really cool. Uh, one of the uh, we'll say that thankfully got to thank uh, true achievements for this is there's one achievement called for the Tower of Hell, which is a an insanely hard uh, tower to <sighs> climb. But thankfully, you go on TA and you scroll around, and people have found a way to skip it and still get the achievement because it's it's in the same area. It's kind of off. You wouldn't think to really do it, but like right past right past the Tower of Hell, you go outside this area and you get these birds to fly on. You got to get to fly these birds around, which is pretty cool. Another kind of cool mechanic, which is really just flying. But the birds look really cool and they fly really smooth. But apparently, you can go. Uh, get the birds, fly back, fly back into the map where the tower is, activate the tower, hop on your bird, and fly to the top of the tower. You kind of break. It, you just fly it, backwards. You have to like. It's not even breaking the game. You just turn around and fly your bird back in. I was like, oh, thank God for, for TA for this kind of stuff because we might have not got the 1K if it wasn't for this this uh, this way to cheat this stuff this stuff in here. Yeah, that was probably really the. I tried the tower like twice. I was like, "Oh God!" No, yeah, I tried legit. I was like, "This ain't happening." So, really, you just activate, fly the bird to the top, you hop off, and the achievement pops. I think it was the last thing we did was getting that that final little piece right there. I got the little uh, where that stuff is is the the clock tower kind of whole area. The clock tower, the town there, which is like a whole little. The game like occasionally like opens up. Into like wide areas, so like so we were talking about the snow. The snow level has a snow village. Snow little, little Eskimos running around. Like it opens up this wide open kind of semi open world sections where that is, and then there's like the little clockwork, the clockwork town with all kinds of different little mini games and little things to fiddle with. Like there's a train running around. You can mess with the train a little bit, solve puzzles, and I was surprised every time it kind of opened up into these bigger. Larger area, which it does a couple, maybe two, three, four times. He's little, it opens up, and you're like, "This is big. What's what's happening here? Yeah, you know? why is this so large? Because <laughs> there's like 
three times is that it, happens? Is it three or is it those two I just said? Is it, that, is it just those two towns? The snow town and the clock tower town? The clock tower town, the snow town. And then there's like that medieval town where you ride the train around. That's the clock tower town, isn't it? Mm-hmm. The clock tower... Or the clock tower town held like the the mini game, like, not mini games, but like interact with the horse and then uh, have this uh, like the, those cardboard rain clouds to like put that building out. That's the train place. That's all the same. I, th- I think it's, I think it's those two towns. I think so. I could be wrong. I think it's just the two towns. I swear, good because one of them was literally a, a fortress. Where the the end thing was we had to both launch ourselves into a door to, to knock the door open. Mm-hmm. It was on our way to the final boss. It might not be a clock. I'll call it a clock tower town. I think it's just a little town made of toys and stuff, yeah. maybe. I don't think it's a clock tower. I think it is just the two towns. I think that's the, I think I'm saying clock tower, and I think that's the same, that's the same town. I don't think you even got to the clock tower yet. Probably that not. that town's in front of it, or I don't know. It's a lot of game here. There's a lot, a lot of, of game a lot there. Of, a lot of scene changes. Uh, I said it while we were playing the game, of course, and uh, there's lots of... Uh, high octane scenes in this game lots of crazy stuff happens a lot of uh relatively large i'll call it large set pieces and we're playing this and like stuff's just happening on screen and some chaos and this wild this wild really cool stuff and we're talking about it, i was like this is way bigger and way way more fun than anything we've done in our our gears of war adventures like me and blake we we're gonna do the whole gears of war thing together we ended up playing like gears four and then gears wait the gears one remake and then we jumped ahead to like gears five yeah we've played gears together we played gears one four i've played them all i played two and three with other friends back in the day we could have found out how immensely boring gears is and gears was, was back in the day and even maybe even now like gears like oh it's all about it's all about the big gun fights and the set pieces are so cool and then you play, like, really playing Gears, and there's, like, no set pieces and nothing interesting ever happens. Or, like, what game were we playing back in the day? Or what game are people playing now when they brag about how good the Gears games are? There's nothing interesting ever happens in these games. And then we're playing this little dinky, I say dinky, it's the wrong word for it, but sort of a more of an, on an indie level compared to a Gears game, it takes two games, which has a whole bunch of big, bombacious set pieces you're playing as two little dolls experiencing their little, you know, this world and so many things like there's a whole there's just so many cool things there's a part where you're we're flying like one of us is controlling the like you said i think you said the shorts like a pair of shorts flying mm-hmm. so i'm like controlling flight and you're controlling some sort of like gun there's this whole this whole set piece of like flying oh, yeah, through that, a tunnel where airplane. I'm, where I'm flying is it a toy, toy airplane it's like is a toy, toy airplane because oh, the short thing comes after it we crash the airplane because you crash the airplane and, and you then kind of glide as a thing yeah but I'm, I'm flying an airplane and Blake shooting a gun and this like this the the scene the whole scene of this this is huge it's crazy it's super cool and like I was like we didn't do anything nowhere near nobody's ever going to nobody besides me will probably ever tell to compare it takes two to gears of war probably you probably never heard anybody say this stupid it, well, stupid i had it com- was comparison we had played gears but too many gears games back to back and somewhat recently we don't talk about gears on here because we try to one gears is just not fun to talk about it's too too freaking boring so we you know, you know the listeners don't know we played a lot of a lot of the gears things and to us and it was like the closest compare like like to the idea was set pieces and this game has a bunch. Has like, more set pieces that are more filled with action or like intense. And it and just more, just flat out more interesting. Like I just like I was like this is crazy that that this is more interesting than a triple A franchise. Now 
I'm not getting into the AAA conversation of how AAA conversation about about how those games are just dime a dozen and they're all the same. We're not going to do that, but a lot of the Gears of War games are exactly the same game, oh, literally God, yeah. telling the same story over and over again. Yeah, it's stupid. Um, but the point of that is that this game has awesome parts that are just like you take you cut you you pull this out of this game and you apply a a modern shooter aesthetic to this scene and you got this bombacious massive crazy ass set piece that instead you're flying a toy airplane down through a tunnel shooting at bees with a whatever little gun you have like it's just crazy how they can make something so cool and interesting and like just like kind of wow you a little bit of what's what's happening because it was the great squirrel and wasp war. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you were flying an airplane built by squirrels and you were firing, literally firing peanuts. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe an acorn. Yeah, but you were literally doing that. Yeah, it was It was. Cool. That was pretty epic, though, having to fly through the, the holes and what do you call them, the knots yeah. in trees that have been hollowed out. It yeah. was yeah. pretty crazy. And the whole time, the bees or wasps were firing their stingers. Yeah, it was intense. It was yeah. really, really cool. And then, on, like I said, you had the mole thing, and then the wasps. Was there, was there, did we ever fight a snake? I don't think we ever fought a snake. There was no snakes, apparently, weirdly enough. People put, people put snakes in games, too. Oh, because they're hard to animate. Yeah, you see little snakes. I got bit by a snake in something. What game was I playing recently I got bit by a snake? First person or third person? Oh, it was Metro, it was Metro, Metro Exodus in the desert. Well, yeah, uh, when you're out and about. And- yeah. Yeah, Metro Exodus. I got bit by a snake. I heard a tail route set up. I'm not going over there. I have chances are. I walked walk up to it. Well, I mean, me, like, in video games, I walk up to something. I was like, is this going to bite me? Yep, it bit me. And I'm dead. And, uh, well, surprisingly, Metro, it didn't just kill me. It just turned my screen green for a little while. I was like, is this, this going to go away? It kind of just fades off. That's it forever. Uh, gosh, we're kind of... We're kind of out. floundering a little bit because like, I, I, I want to talk about it more, but I don't want to spoil through. certain things for people. We spoiled a lot of the mechanics. Uh, we... I've heard on other podcasts people talk about the uh, the overall story is the actual story isn't that good. I can kind of agree with that. It's a little weak it's, sauce. You got really great voice actors doing a really great job. They're just not saying anything interesting. No. And like they talk about how the uh, you could just work work out a bad marriage. Apparently, like the whole the whole aspect of it is that the book is trying to get y'all to just work out your problems. Like, oh, you could you could you could solve anything. You could just fix it. Any you could just fix any broken marriage. It's kind of like a a bad like, don't ever get divorced kind of message that the game kind of pushes pushes a little little too hard. Yeah, just a little bit, and it's kind of vague on the end. That's what I didn't like about it is like, uh, even Cody you... and May they argue the entire game. There's never like, they're not like learning like they're working together, but they're not acknowledging that they're learning to really work together and get better ever. Because usually, even the book even presses you into later events, and he talks to you about. Going to these places, you got to do this. You got to work together, and what's it called? A it co- help inspire co- your collaboration, blah blah blah, and passion to inspire them. And pa- yeah, he goes to a whole passion spiel, but they don't. They they're the writing in the game doesn't doesn't talk about that really. Like they're still like stuff, cool things are happening, and then they just start arguing again. We're just like, okay, this doesn't seem like there's no uh, character growth for the for the two mains. Really. It seems like there is because like it's like they're supposed to be, but then nothing ever. There's no. That's why when you get to the end, the slight spoil, when you get to the end, it's extremely vague if they're going to still get, because they've already like applied, I think they already had talked about getting divorced in the beginning of the game. And by the end of the game, you're like, are they, I think they're 
still getting divorced, right? They're just slightly <laughs> more friendly, but not really, because they still... And their problems. And then somebody said, uh, I always bring them up the Cade and Rinse podcast, somebody said... Uh, uh, in there that when you're playing the game, the 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 uh, granted, I was talking about how you know not getting divorced, but they tell you, like when you when you listen to May and Cody argue, they don't they don't have any marital problems that couldn't be solved by just talking to each other. There's yeah. no big like one didn't cheat on the other, one didn't abandon them. Like they're not doing like uh, May works a lot. Cody stays at home and takes care of the kid. Okay, well, yet yeah, you you both agreed to do that. Yeah, you know, can't be mad. You can't be can't be mad at her. It's just like it's, it's a cliche, but they're just talking like they don't have any any like, huge family crushing problems. Just you just talk about it. Like the, stop. Yeah. What's this whole like getting divorced? Because neither one of them are really bad people. No, they're really they're not. not bad. They're not. They're not. It's not like Cody hits her or anything. Like no, there's nothing nothing so grave in the game that can't just be solved by you know just if they just. You know, on your day off, it's like not worthy of the grand adventure that they that they they go on. You know, to kind of learn nothing. Yeah, you know? it, it seemed uh, story is weak. It is kind of. It's. I think the weakness of the story is probably if you're could be hidden behind the. You might get blinded by the the quality of the actual oh, voice yeah. actors. You don't think about how what all the crap they're saying is just is somewhat meaningless and. People hate Hakeem like they just really he, they, dis- dislike him greatly. I thought he was he's I don't know he's kind of funny. He starts off kind of funny, and I like when he got kind of like, like when he popped up. But he was just people. I mean, I don't know. He didn't bother me like people would actually hate him. Like I don't hate him. I just didn't care. Yeah. When there and a lot of people thought that uh when I was reading stuff and people think thought that the. That don't really make sense. They thought the game would be building up to like you fight him as the last boss, and I was like, why? Like he's not a villain. He's just he's trying to help. It's yeah. not like if you ended up being the villain, then I mean everything he was teaching you was wrong, and y'all are going to end up getting a divorce. Yeah, so, yeah, so, well, so well, it seemed... like why 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 don't I think because they just did they hated him, so they wanted to fight him in the end. It didn't really make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. So I don't know about I don't know about that, but have you uh, touched on everything you wanted to touch uh, on? <laughs> well, my last note in my thing is murdering the elephant. Oh yeah. Uh, princess it's violent I think it's one of the people think GTA and stuff like that is bad I think murdering and the the way you go about murdering this elephant is one of the darkest things I've done in a video game and she's like and you feel incredibly bad while you're doing it Uh, and your motivations is just as bad too oh yeah so you come to find out that uh, the reason those you're you're playing as dolls by barely explained magic spoiler alert in case you haven't it's, it's, story. It's, it's the opening scene. Yeah, true. But come to find out, your daughter uh, is real. I forget if she sees an argument or she overhears an argument. Or she fight. overhears y'all's argument. About she's getting divorced or something like that. But she has these two dolls that she's made. I came with these dolls and she cries. And I forget somehow you're, that Cody and May find out that her tears are what did the mad, whatever magic. Uh, I forget if Hakeem tells them or they find out it was tears. So they come with this like... Without much thought, and very quickly, they agree that the best thing to do is to make their daughter cry again. There's no, no, there's not, one of them has the idea, and the other one argues, like, let's not make her daughter cry, that's bad. They're both like, this is a genius idea, let's do something horrible to our daughter, so she'll cry again, and we'll jump under the tears, and we'll be cured. 
this is you know earlier in the game to figure it so they don't figure they have to like complete the adventure to yeah to fix themselves but like it's just like they agree way too fast oh yeah with no argument at and all. uh what do you do her favorite thing in the world is her uh her what's stuffed her? elephant princess joy Ju- princess joy the stuffed element and you go through a whole a whole shebang of stuff just getting to the i forget what sections what which items and stuff lead up to getting getting up to joy but it's the whole thing i think you said earlier that the bowling ball hitting the castle mm-hmm. is the last thing you do to get up into cause that's that's princess yeah. joy's castle um, and you end up a little bit spoiled. You end up with this extended scene of murdering like, this elephant and dragging her to her death and throwing you her off. Like rip off her leg, and her stuffing is slowly pouring out the leg as you drag her. Across yeah, and the game the- makes you like grab her and drag her toward the edge of this table when she's talking and crying and like why, why the whole time, and you're ripping off her. Her limbs, and so like she grabs onto something, and you and you got to pull extra hard to rip her legs off. It's and you drag her to the edge, and it's like the juxtaposition of it is like you're dragging her. This whole scene of her crying and blah blah blah, and you drag her and you throw it off the edge, and it, it hard cuts to the elephant in the in the not magical or the elephant just falling off the table, and his leg falling off. His leg falling like the, the falling, and then the, the kid's sad and she cries, and then they. I think they run and get under, get under her tears and nothing happens. It's like not curing them. So they did it all for nothing. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. But just, it's hard to... <sighs> how intense how, and... How intense. That... It's, it's so strict. It's literally just a stuffed elephant. And But they but the game, it ain't a cutscene. The game make they, they make you interact. They make you interact. They make you pull on her. They make you... And they talk to her first, blah, blah, blah. And then they said, we're sorry. We're, we're here to... We're here to kill we're you. We're here to kill you. <laughs> She's like... It's such this happy princess elephant, and it's—I say it again—it's one of the most brutal murders I've ever been a part of in a, in a video game. It's violent, like a lot more violent than anything you did in Mafia Three, almost. Yeah, I killed a lot of people in Mafia Three. We talked about that. You didn't play Mafia Three yet. You gotta get around to that game. It's a very good game. We'll but see. uh, I mean, it's a scene that's probably been talked about. On they talk about it. Passing, I think a little bit on the cane and rinse, but uh, it's very violent. I mean, it's a it's a scene that'll stick with you for a while, you're make like, you feel, geez. and you're and you're killing somebody who is completely a hundred percent innocent for your own for your own reasons for your own selfish. And they don't needs. even. I think they might barely apologize to her while they're murdering her, but they don't feel bad. There's no scene of them feeling bad well, afterwards. Well, because in their head, it's not a real person; it's just a stuffed doll. It's a stuffed little. Like we're real, you're just a toy. We can yeah. sew you back together when we're done. We don't care. Like, like I can see the reason behind it because they're adults. Yeah. But it's still violent. So we wrap it up, I guess. Can you think of any other uh, favorite parts? There's so much. Like 15 hour, It's 15 hours of constantly changing mechanics. Like It's it's hard to remember. We can talk about a bunch of anything else I have that might be favorited. I, well, one of the cool things is the uh, you do get... Grinding, grinding along the those rails and the lots cords of, and stuff. Grinding, they, yeah, the, the grinding's fun. That's a pretty cool little mechanic, and it's used in one of the bosses. You have to like, now that's a pretty epic boss too. One of the like the wasp queen. You have to like grind around it, and you're firing like the honey stuff at her back, and, and I have, have to, to like blow the armor off, and then we have to blow up the. And that was pretty cool. Yeah, a lot of the grinding. So there's lots of grinding in the game. I guess this is. It's reminiscent maybe of Ratchet and Clank a little bit. There's a lot of uh, grinding sequences. There was that part where the grinding were like. Grinding on rails and like you're hitting these little buttons with the animals. Yeah. 
You're like, duck, duck, duck. And I have <laughs> to like, like So like they're, I'm grinding on one side and you're standing at a panel of animals and I'm grinding towards and only, only one of my animals is on your panel and I have to holler out the animal and you gotta like, you gotta like press on the animal to move the animal thing out of my way. It to was make the, funny. the panel But you're really two grown men just hollering, horse, frog, cat, sheep. Uh, what, what's on mine? Cause you have to, I have to look at him and then look at my screen or he's in, cause, cause again, what's one of those things where you having the split screen helps. And I, cause I could see what he has coming up and he has two choices. He has like a duck and a horse. And I'm like, what do I have in my pan? Oh, there's the horse. There's the horse. And sometimes you, you don't recognize it fast enough. Yeah, it was funny. There's a whole lot of, a lot of the, a lot of the, a lot of the grinding stuff. The grinding sequences, a lot of the, there's, there's big grinding sequences too. I'm talking about set pieces. There's ones that involve jumping and swinging and grinding and changing rails and oh, yeah. all kinds of stuff. And you, and they do a lot of cool things. It's kind of, kind of need to have some, sometimes I'll have rails together and loopy looping together. If you're grinding at the same time, you got this whole sequence of y'all. Cause you can just look really, it just looks really cool. Yeah. You're on two different through. rails. Yeah. It looks really neat. It's just some visual stuff they do. They had a, I'm sure they had a, a lot of fun with them. They knew it would look cool in action. The only, I, I have two things. One to talk about like how fairly successful the game is. Yeah. Of all the like, all the I didn't see a single review that was below like an eighty two. Well, yeah. It, it gives like four out of five, four point five out of good. five. It's general. Like, it's very. It's good. just like the game. Like we get into that. Like the game is just good. It uh amazing like I said earlier in the game it amazingly uh you have this many mechanics in the game they nailed control yeah you're never fumbling somehow you're never fumbling on on the buttons like there's never anything really like, this is just too this is too my my brain hurts it's too you're never it's never like that like they teach you a mechanic and it just sticks and then yeah. like you drop that mechanic and you move on to the next thing you're like oh this is easy I just I just I just, I just do this now. Yeah, this is this is. It's my crazy life. that like it's like you talked about. He said like did you say Joe that his name Joe said he wanted to make a better game. Like he wanted yeah, to make Yosef. a better Joseph wanted to make a better game, and he just his he team did. nailed it. They made just they just made a they flat made a out better experience, a better experience. And we're coming to the end of this. We're gonna talk about how 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 good the game's received. This is, I think, to me, and you might agree, this is the best co op game I've ever played. Because uh, right here is the. Oh. It, Exact quote, I guess. Mm-hmm. Let's see. After release of Way Out in 2018, the team decided to create another co-op only video game, and in, they had become more experienced and a more refined team, and they felt that they could further expand and improve upon the idea. This is a massive leap from a Way Out. Oh God, yes. Like a Way Out had like one or two cool things of like, uh, murking people like together. Yes. But like we're talking like. We play a lot of co-op stuff. A lot, ninety-nine percent of co-op games you play together, you're just in the same place at the same time doing stuff together. Mm. You know, yeah. Is aside from a way out, a way out being a lighter version of this, does there any other games that really require you to do things? Like there's, you can't do anything alone, and it takes two. Like it, like they, it's the cleverness of, of the design of every single puzzle. They designed everything in a way that it requires both of you to participate to complete something, and they did it over and over and over again. I worry that like this is like their their masterstroke. That I don't know if this comp- if these developers can do this again. Yeah, you know, it, this it, is. Yeah. I think it's quite a quite a feat. The game's getting talked about, but I don't know if it's getting talked about. Maybe quite as much as it should be. Like the like what they've really accomplished here when it is it when it when it, in terms of a, of a co op experience. You know, 
Yeah. Um, just because I while we were talking, uh, I looked into that uh, that Take Two Interactive bullcrap, mm-hmm. and they are a much bigger company. Take Two Interactive is a they're a publisher. Yeah, but they're a, the parent company, and they own. They're the company that owns other publishing companies. Other publishing companies that they own are uh, Irrational Games, Social Point, Rockstar, and Two K. They own them. So they're like a billion dollar company. They're massive. Yeah, I think it says right here their equity as of twenty twenty one was. Total asset equity is uh, $6.1 billion. And they're whiny with their name? Yeah, they don't want people to get their name mistaken for this game. Yeah. But um, speaking of, we talked about how successful it was. The game, had, in, in 11 months that it came out, mm-hmm. it sold more since then, but from March 2021 to February 2022, it had sold 5 million copies. That's massive. That's, for a game like this, definitely. For a game like that, it's definitely massive. We, we, we often don't talk talk about sales too much, but nothing makes GTA or Call of Duty numbers. No. That's that's not a metric you can talk about games That's to. the anomaly. That's the That's the exception, not the rule, or whatever. Yeah, yeah you, you except yeah. not the rule. So five million copies on any game is awesome. That's fantastic. Especially on a game like, I mean, It Takes Two and, no, sorry, Way out, and brothers didn't make those numbers. They, no, they they probably they, I I didn't go into them, but I don't think they came anywhere close. Uh, but and that's taking you know, thing about that. That's, that's purchases now. Double that for people who play. You know, give or take one point. Give or take, maybe. yeah. The people had you had to have a friend play because so more people, people have played it than that. Some people may, may not have realized that they could and share. It's, and it's currently yeah, and it's currently how we played it. Obviously, it's easy it's to do it. Still it's, on Game Pass. It's right? on Game Pass right now. Yeah. Part of the EA play is kind of part of Game Pass. A lot of EA stuff uh, comes to Game Pass. So thankfully, we didn't have to give... I hate... Well, I say give EA money, but we didn't buy this. We uh, think we we game-flied... I think we game-fly a way out and game... We game-share a way out. That what, like the little friend-share thing. Yeah. A way out, yeah. Yeah, we just... We, but we both downloaded full versions. This full version of this from, from uh, Game Pass to play it together. This is actually something I probably intend on. Uh, I might play through it again with uh, with my fiance Jessica. We might play this again because I played through the entire thing. Is I only experienced the uh, the Cody. I got to watch you do the May side of thing, but I really only experienced the Cody the Cody side of things, which is kind of interesting because you get entirely different gameplay mechanics playing the other side. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Huh? Okay, just r- randomly, just, yeah. uh, uh, I'll, I'll talk about this because we, we we've already we've dove into their sales, yeah. and I kind of want to briefly talk about what the most recent news for the movie. Okay, but because um, we said they sold five million copies in a year, yeah, in First, eleven in eleven months they sold five million. That's, that's awesome. Now it's not the same company, but Brother to Tell of Two Sons, it came out in twenty thirteen, and by twenty fifteen January it had sold eight hundred thousand copies. Massive difference. Still a good game, but a massive difference. Still a good game. Now, it doesn't go on to say much more, but it says for a way out, in its first two weeks, it had sold a million copies. Wow. But it, I don't think it went much further than that. Because it says it's reviewed highly, but averaging 
Oh, okay. It's uh, in January twenty one. The total overall sales for was three point five million copies. So over the course of that's not bad though. Not bad at came, all. It came out. It came out in twenty eighteen. Yeah. So over the course of was that three years? Mm-hmm. 18, 19, 20, 21. That's not. I mean, so they're they're getting better. Yeah, I thought didn't they? Had, weren't they approached for a, a way out movie as well? At some point, I, th- I think they were. That that one kind of that one kind of peter out. Yeah, I See, think that would it, just be like that would just be a freaking prison escape movie. Like we've we've all seen we've that seen movie that time really. and time again. Yeah, it's just, it's different. When you're not you know applying control to the to yeah. it, to two characters. Now uh, I'll be done after this, and you can finish up whatever. Uh, but it's the uh, January earlier this year, January. Uh, it's the the move that officially went into feature length movie production. Mm-hmm. With two writers, is this live action with I don't know CG. Like they're not being very clear. It's gonna be like I'm a not whole... entirely sure. I think it'll have to be both. Like it have to blend. Okay, like yeah. CGI because it's what I mean. It I think I have to. Well, you could, have, you could have CG. The human beings could just be CGI people. So I don't know if they're gonna do like like have like three live actors for the the mom, dad, and daughter, and then switch to like a three D aesthetic for the you know animated aesthetic for the rest of the thing. I'm not sure, but uh, th- this is the most recent information that I I can give you. They officially announced it was going to development in January with the two screenwriters, Pat Casey and Josh Miller, who their biggest credit right now is the Sonic movie, both of them. So that's pretty pretty great. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because they actually, they're with the production company, DJ2 Entertainment, and they're doing all that stuff. I think I spoke about it in like an episode You mentioned it before, yeah. That they're going on a couple of things. Now, it looks like it's supposed to follow by, it looks like April... It was announced that Amazon had landed the distribution rights as part of a first look deal between DJ2 Interactive and the screenwriters. The plot has been confirmed that it's fairly the same thing. Through magic, their lives are two dolls. She handmade together, couple will learn together to regain their their trust in bodies. And it says that uh, some high end production people have joined it. And I was like, I read their names. I don't know who cares about producers. I don't know you, Um, but Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, uh, is one of the executive producers for the movie. That's random as hell. It's super random. I wonder. I wonder. I wonder what's the behind the scenes of that, or why he's in. Maybe he likes it. Maybe someone mm-hmm. drew his attention to it. Um, it might have something to do because I did look into him. The two. I think I, it might be all him. Frankly, he may have wanted to do it because it says two of the other producers. One was a lady named um, Danny Garcia. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is actually Dwayne Johnson's ex-wife. And another gentleman uh, named Hiram Garcia, which I think is her current husband. Mm-hmm. And Hiram Garcia, since 2008, uh, Journey to the Center of the Earth 2, sorry, Dwayne The yeah. Rock. Since then, if Dwayne The Rock Johnson appeared in any movie, he produced it. Okay. So I, I, I don't know who showed favor first, but... They, they, they appear to be kind of high production value at the very at the very least. They appear to be a team, and it says that um, it is a joint venture between uh, DJ Two Entertainment, something called Seven Bucks Production, which I don't know who them, Amazon Studios, and the actual gaming company. They're allowed creative input into the movie because they well, want. Surely. Yeah, sometimes they're just like, "I would take on your property here," but part of the deal was they were allowed creative input. Well, surely, Yosu would be. Front and center for. I mean, I mean, he's directed movies before, so it's possible he might direct the the movie. Yeah, 
Sweet. And he's, he has like eight or ten movies under his belt, but they're all Swedish or Lebanese. Oh, cool. I don't think they've been... They may be... He's, you know... And it it does say that it uh, it will be released streaming via Prime Video as a Prime original movie, uh, and that no one knows the role, but they have asked Johnson to appear in the movie as well. Now, I think having him come in and just be the voice of... Dr. Hakeem would be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Frankly. That'd be good. Or he could be, I mean, there's a lot of voice work he could be. I really wish they let the, <clears throat> the two voice actors reprise their roles of any, like, come on now, it's just a well, you look easy at, casting. Who know? That's not a selling point. So to the, I know, it's a selling point to the people who played the games and have the original voice actors come back and reprise their roles. It just makes sense. But it's not just us. And both of them, about. both of them have acted in movies, so they should just, they should just play with the roles. Yeah, I don't know why they wouldn't, but because yeah. they could, they could just do those other people as like the live action versions, and have these people do their voice. Or I don't know. Yeah, it's not this is, stuff ain't rocket science. You just have the people who were in it do it again. But you, pay, yeah, pay I them. see why, but it's just dumb. Yeah. Uh, but that's kind of really all they have. Like they're it's it's kind of steamrolling forward. Especially I get I don't know how we came on board, but with Dwayne Johnson attached to it, it it'll get made. Maybe it has something to do with he wants his kids to have a cute movie or something, but then it's a movie. Maybe he played the game with his kids. Who knows? It's possible. Maybe he played it with Kevin Hart. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, you can take over the brands, Drew. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, that's a, like I said, a fantastic game. Worth worth every, every every bit of your time. I enjoyed it uh, thoroughly. I would get to points I think where I said like, man, this is, this game's taking a long time, and then uh, then something some new fun mechanic would come out, and I would just forget about how long the game was and just keep on enjoying myself. I think it's worth every bit of the time it takes to play it. Uh, it's currently as a recording of this podcast, and it's it's on Game Pass. Uh, TA is telling me it's on sale right now for twenty dollars if you want to buy it. Normally, normally bad. forty dollars, which is not even a full price game. And remember, you only have to buy it once, and you can share it with a friend. Yeah, so I think it's. And even full price, I think this game's worth every every bit of. It's a lot of game there, and a lot of uh, even even re, you can play through it twice on the opposite side. So that's not bad for, even a, it's not even a full retail at sixty. It's forty. So yeah, again, grand. I think and twenty bucks is a steal. I would say. Uh, so yeah, I I loved it. I mean, I, I really did. I'm glad I glad we got our hands on it and got to play it. All right, and with that done, I'm gonna move into the last part here. A heavy metal band, <laughs> which is nothing to do. I don't. I don't theme. I can't. It's impossible to theme the bands to the games we play. But I stumbled back across. I've been listening to this band quite a bit. But I stumbled back across this band recently. They've actually been putting out new music for like the first time in like ten years. It's been kind of crazy. Bands disappear and they do come back. This band is called Dry Kill Logic. Again, they're an American heavy metal band from Westchester County, New York. Never been there. I never go there. Been around since '95. They had a different a different band name back then. But over over the course of their time, they had released uh, three albums currently and, and had been putting out new music in a, a new song in 2019, a new song in 2020. But hadn't really put out an album since 2006. It's one of those bands you think is going to disappear forever, and then they randomly just start putting out new music. I, I've come across a couple of these things when on the podcast. I actually picked a song, uh, I think, I hate to say, I feel like, like their first album's probably their best album. It's the album that me and Blake both kind of like the most. Yeah. More of like, I kind of call it, I, mentioned, I may mention before, I kind of call it groove metal. It's just like, 
I don't know if that's even a genre or not, but I think it's, it's just like genre. it's just metal with more of like a it's just weird. Some metal is just like bang 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 and screaming all the time. Like groove metal is like, and bands get away from this. Like that's like their their first album kind of does it more. I always say uh, earlier Chimera does a lot more groove. Earlier uh, uh, Devil Driver. De- earlier Devil Driver is way more groove. Devil Driver kind of turns into just banging and yelling eventually. Uh, it's always seems like earlier, back, earlier, earlier in their careers, they do a lot more groove, and then they get away from it. And it's, I don't know, I don't know what, what or why you get away from the, the more fun kind of sound. To me, the more fun kind of sound. So obviously, I, I picked a, I picked a song, a lot, you know, loud. This is a loud band, but a very loud. And I don't think it's a single. But I hate when I pick singles by accident. I don't think it's a single personally, but I did pick a song. It turns out apparently it's the first song on the album too. As I'm as I'm looking right now, it's the first song on the album. Uh, off the album, the darker side of nonsense is their first album. I picked a song called uh, Nightmare, and you you remember Nightmare? We we, we listened yeah, to it, yeah. listened to it in the car the other day. He's just I don't know. I, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what else to say about it. But it's just a good song that really jumped out at me. It's loud and fast, and just has a lot of. It's just a lot a lot of fun to listen to. I don't really remember too much about the other albums i've listened to all their all their music of course but i just i don't know something about the earlier stuff and i always feel like you know bands throw me off when they're when they don't stick with what they're what they were doing in the in the beginning like there's they have good songs on the other albums i just trail away i trail away from i get locked into the early stuff uh it's a band because of not being around for a long long time a band that we've, we've never seen live yeah so uh, it'd be somebody I'd like to check off the list. There's a couple of bands we never got to see live. I'd love to check off the list. One we like, well, one we'll never get to see live is like Lincoln Park. We, we never saw Lincoln Park. Live. I know people who've seen Lincoln Park live, and now yeah. we'll never. Like even if Lincoln Park came to town now, I wouldn't go because it's not the same band. Yeah, I wouldn't go without Chester. There's just there's just no point. They wouldn't do the the stuff that you want to hear. But not that Dracula Logic's anywhere near oh, as God. good as Lincoln Park is technically. Uh, that's maybe insulting to Dracula Logic, but uh, uh, but it's definitely a band. If it came to Nashville, I'd love to go uh, see. Oh, we had we had this before. We went and saw. Uh, we did it. We we made we made this mistake. We went and saw Static X without Wayne. Yeah, and we ended up kind of leaving. Wayne, like the Static X, Wayne, Wayne Static, or Static X has uh, passed away quite quite a few years back. But the band had got together and got another uh, a, a singer from another band. Because they wanted the tour and in support, you know, kind of of, of Wayne's and then in the honor in the honor of Wayne, you know, tour to the point that they didn't even that, you know, we don't know who did it. Well, we, you know, they knew who the singer was, like the singer from one of the other bands was doing it. We they didn't hide who it was, but he did kind of dress up and like wear a mask and like do his hair, kind of like how Wayne like, used to take, do it. He didn't say, "Oh, it's me coming out." That he tried his best to not like you could figure it out, but he, they didn't want to take credit. Yeah, but uh, we did that, and then like seeing. That was our only only time we ever got to see Static X live, and it's just not the same when you don't have yeah. Wayne there doing it. Yeah, and we saw we we, we kind of left left that day, and we saw uh, Drowning Pool one time. Yeah, with the, one of the many different yeah, Drowning Pool. Drowning Pool's been through a couple of singers since their first singer died of a drug overdose. Uh, Accidental. So that's two bands we've seen with have singers that not the original singers. So it, it, it never never pans out well. Um, I know Static X is still doing shows. They're touring with a lot of cool bands and yeah. stuff, but I just, I just, I wouldn't go bother go seeing them again. But anyway, I'm back on the subject of Dracula Logic, a band I haven't seen. I don't go to too many shows anymore. Like I've seen, I've seen a lot of 
no, am I humble bragging? We've seen a lot of bands, a lot of, a lot of our favorite bands, even bands we thought we'd never get to see. We've seen yeah. we've seen cool bands. Like we we've seen like the first band on the podcast, Fair to Midland, a band I thought I'd never get to see Fair to Midland live. We saw Fair to Midland three times in three different cities. You know, oh, we yeah. saw Fair to Midland quite a few times. They're not around anymore, but we got to see them. Yeah, one day, one crazy show. Then they opened for like Break Benjamin or something. Oh, for 10 years. 10 years. That's what, yeah, they yeah. opened for 10 years. That's what it was. Um, that was on. Because I mean, yeah, this, if they ever opened for 10 years, that'd be insane. And then, like, three years later, they opened for 10 years. That's insane. That was one of the craziest <laughs> nights ever. Yeah. Yeah, but we, but we have seen a lot of a lot of our favorite bands. Like what? Yeah. Yeah, live. We've got to see a lot of, a lot of cool things. Dragon Logic doesn't rank entire, very, very, very high for me, but it was it's somebody that's on, a, on the, like, if they came to town or somewhere nearby. I'd be like, I want to see that. I want to at least would, ch- yeah. check them out, check the box, you know. Exit in or the end or something like that. Yeah, they, they, they're probably around the the end level. They're a small time. Just see them and then leave. I don't care yeah. about anyone else there. Yeah. Uh, so I'd, I'd like to see them. But anyway, stuff rambling on. I talked about, what do you say more about bands? Really? If you like their music, I don't really start talking in circles about it like I always do with bands a lot of times. So, I'll wrap things up. Do something on the end here real quick that I've been doing on the end of our other podcast. I should be doing on the end, the end of this podcast. Uh, you think after three years of doing this podcast, I would have things down to a science. I don't. But on the end of our other podcast, I thank a couple of people. I need to do it on this podcast. I'm an idiot. Of course. So we like to thank Jared and the guys at Emerge. Jared made, Jared's kind of gave us permission, but our, our intro song is, is an Emerge song. Yeah. And uh, I asked, I just asked kind of Jared offhandedly one time before, he, even before he was on the podcast, he's like, yeah, man, sure. Take whatever, whatever song you want. And I was like, so cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like this, the song, I love the song is letting go. You can hear the full song on, on Spotify, go support Emerge and everything they do. Hope they'll do new music. They have a full so album great. right now. Hope they'll, they'll do new music and get back on the touring and stuff. I well, think he, he, he said married earlier. He, Jared year. got married and we're going to get their personal. Jared got married. I think on the podcast with Jared, he talked about. His brother was also had like had a baby. What did he say? His brother had a baby. They had, they had life, life yeah. stuff going on, like real, real life. Real, I say real life, like bands, not real life. Real life stuff going. on. hopefully, uh, Emerge will get back around to doing more music again. But we always want to thank Jared for giving us access to uh, his catalog of music to give us that awesome. I love that the way that oh, yeah. intro because I, I listened to the whole album trying to find that perfect song and the intro to letting go is just so good and it fits so well into like the intro of like intro because it's 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 introing a song basically is what it's doing it's 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 a build-up of a song and it works really well for opening a podcast oh. love it uh we got to thank uh i've been thanking thank you for you we've been using him for years now is thank devious pixel for all, all the art he does for the podcast he's he's kind of the artistic face of this podcast, whether he knows it or not, but uh, we'll have to thank him. To I doubt he listens to the podcast. But yeah, he's the art. We, we love it. We use him for that. We use him for our other podcast. You almost wanted to use him for your story, but you wanted a kind of a darker tone for your short yeah. story. So you kind of we reached out a little further into the internet for your short story. Your story is too serious to have. Granted, devious maybe could have done something more serious, but we kind of want to separate him from the darker tone of your story. Oh yeah. For our more lighthearted uh, podcasts, so that's what I wanted to do. I've been doing I've been doing on the end of every action episode. I've been like, why don't I do the same thing for the music and the art for this podcast? So now I won't be as mouthy about it on the next next episodes, but I will be trying to thank the guys, give people credit where credits yeah. due. You know, the the sound and 
image of our podcast comes from comes from these places. I didn't even think because I'm 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 leaning heavy into the emerge thing now. I, I, I might never we we had an original uh, intro before that I paid somebody to make for us and stuff like that, and I liked using that for a long time too. But I've gotten so far away from that now. The first I don't know how many episodes you hear that original one. I also fifty. I forgot the I forgot the guy's name. Andy something. Andy Andy Re- Ronald. Andy Ronaldi maybe. Yeah. Somebody was reached out to him on on Reddit and he made a cool intro for us. I might never go back to it. I don't know. I, I love the Emerge one too much and I don't know if I'll ever change it to anything else. Anyway, that's what I got. I thank everybody for who, people who continue to listen. Uh, right into the podcast. Nobody writes into the podcast. We 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 know people listen. I see numbers. You know, I'm not I'm not bragging about numbers, but people listen. So don't be afraid to write in. I'm gonna start doing better posts about uh, if we plan the games out better. We get and get like wait we like I posted about this game and our previous guest, our cousin Daniel, he wrote. He's like, yeah, we me and my wife played the game. I'm like, cool. We, yeah, there's <laughs> comments. Yeah, we need. We, I, I need a. To, an elaboration so there you go Daniel there's your shout out like you commented on the post thank you we need um, brand recognition not, not brand recognition we just need people to be able to write in and say things about you know about the games or, or anything like that you know let us know about your experience of a game we'll, we'll share it on the podcast so we'll stop rambling now I, I, I ramble at the end of things sometimes and it's like, like all podcasts end of our podcast it's time to eat so I'm getting mm-hmm. I'm getting hunger but some food in my my belly. So, I'm done. At the very end, you're going to hear from the band Dry Kill Logic and their song Nightmare. I want to wish everybody a good evening and good night. Yeah.